No matter our age, most of us by now have spent a considerable part of our time, of our lives, using a computer. We are all creatures of the digital age, dependent, whether we like it or not, on our laptops, pads, and smartphones. And like it or not, technical computer terminology has become part of our everyday vocabularies. As we begin the season of Lent on this Ash Wednesday, there are two such terms that come to mind. Default and reset. They are not the same thing. Default settings are the settings you use the most often. The business-as-usual settings. If you keep using your computer over and over in a certain way, It'll learn that. That will become the default setting. Reset returns your device to the way it was manufactured. If your machine is really malfunctioning, you may need to unplug it or completely shut it down and then restart it. That's a reset. This season of the church year gives us the opportunity to both explore our default settings as well as to reset our lives to the way God made us to be. The traditional theological terminology for defaults was simply faults, or more commonly, sins. The church for thousands of years has taught that there are two main types of sin. Original sin, which we acquired right after creation, and venial sins, the catalog of our bad behaviors. The notion of original sin was often associated with the story of Adam and Eve. It described how it was that we human beings, created in the image of God, so quickly rebelled against God and found ourselves cast out of the Garden of Eden. In the story, we were encouraged by Satan who tempted us out of the trusting relationship that we originally had with God. Now, whether you accept that mythology or not, original sin means simply that human beings, when left to their own devices, will almost certainly mess up. Our default position is to follow our own will rather than God's will. Our prayer becomes... Not thy will be done, but my will be done. So it would appear that despite our wonderful origin, our creation as children of God, we have a major problem to begin with, a bad default setting. But this bad nature is made worse by bad habits, the practices that we fall into through repetition that can add up to lives wrecked, or ruin. We know that it takes practice to acquire the virtues of life, and it's the same with bad habits. They are made worse by our increased inability to leave them alone, and so begins that downward spiral of selfishness, greed, lust, and violence that we call the seven deadly sins. These bad default settings are aptly described in the language of our prayer book. 
especially the extended litany of confession we say together on Ash Wednesday, when we confess all of our self-indulgent appetites and ways. We have to admit that we have pretty much failed on every level, that we have, quote, sinned by our own fault in thought, word, and deed. All this is made worse by the fact that the deeper we get into our faults, the less less responsibility we are likely to take for them. Instead of owning up to our bad habits, we increasingly blame them on something or someone else. I can remember that my son once programmed my own computer to protest every time I gave it a wrong command, and it would cry loudly in its mechanical voice, It's not my fault. There is, however, a way out of this mess. Once we acknowledge that our default settings are wrong, we can reset. We can return to our original good settings. But there's one catch. We can't do it alone. It's just like on our computers. We need to know the original manufacturer specifications for them to work properly. In other words, we need to allow the Creator to restore us to our original state. For only God fully knows who we are and what He created us to be. Every time we turn to God and put ourselves in God's hands, we can be reset, rebooted to our original specifications, find ourselves in a state of grace. Sometimes we have to do that over and over again. God can take care of whatever state that we are in, whether our problem is as simple as not being able to read the software of life, or if we get frozen, or even if we crash. Now, I hope that you will forgive me these extended computer metaphors. I hope that you don't think that I am just advertising for Apple or Microsoft. My hope is that this computer terminology will help us think of traditional theological concepts like sin, forgiveness, and redemption in a different and perhaps more meaningful way. What is important is that we are here, coming before God, acknowledging our sin, and asking for God's mercy as we begin this season of repentance. We come confessing our defaults, and we come looking to be reset and restored. And so I invite you to a holy Lent, a time to be reconnected and plugged in to the greatest wireless network ever created, the kingdom of God.